to Chatbox, a podcast for Harry Potter. In this podcast, we will be going back to the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Hi, everyone. Hi. How are you, friend, Jen? Uh, we're doing great. What's up, mate? <laughs> okay. So again, I'm your host, Fran. <laughs> Fran, and my Twitter handle is at FranAvian, that's F-R-A-N. A-V-I-A-N-E. And my name is Jofer, and my Twitter handle is still the same. It's Joflips, J-O-F-L-I-P-Z. Hey guys, it's me, Jan, and my Twitter handle and um, Instagram handle is both the same. So it's ja- at Jan Lenin, with, which is at J-A-N-D underscore L-E-N-N-O-N. Okay, so for this podcast, guys, we read the first chapter of the first book of Harry Potter. So we're at Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone, chapter one. For for North Americans, (laughs) it's Sorcerer's Stone, right? Yep. Yep. And then for um, Europeans, and I don't know if just Europe or everywhere else is sorcerer, um, philosopher's stone. There is a reason um, why they change from yeah. uh, philosophers to sorcerers, right? I think so. I think it's something about the like they they don't something about that they don't link philosophers to like the wizarding community. I guess. Okay. You so know, it kind of means a different thing to. Like in history, in history, philosophers are like, you know, like the philosophers. smart people mm-hmm. that has like theories and stuff, you know? And then sorcerer is more linked to our to which, which w- witches and wizards. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we're doing chapter one, The Boy Who Lived. How do yep. you guys like it? The it's, first chapter. It's a, it's a good intro. Yep. It's uh, definitely yeah. a lot different from what we've seen in the movies. I've totally yeah. forgotten how the intro is because I, I haven't read the book in like I don't even know like ten years, but I did read it mm-hmm. more more than five times, most likely. Yeah, it, it was um, it was my fault that I read the first three chapters already, so I'm kind of confused what happened in the first chapter. But I'm uh, looking at it right now, so. I should be good to talk about this. Okay, did you guys want to start off anywhere, or do you want me to go on? You can go on. Okay, so in the beginning, we started with the Darsley. Um, With uh, Vernon Darsley, Petunia Darsley, and baby Dudley. Because this time, he's not grown yet, he's still a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they said that Vernon is the director at... Grunnings, which made drills. I mean, like, they didn't say that in the movies, of course, but Mm -hmm. now we know that, you know, Vernon is a drill maker or a director for making drills. And then Petunia is a housewife because they didn't say that she had a job. They just said that she stayed at home. No, I think she's just taking care of uh, Dudley. 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 And then our our baby Dudley still a baby. Yeah. So how did you guys find the introduction for the three our three muggles? 
Muggle family. Unexpected. Unexpected? Yeah, that was pretty unexpected. Since the movie started off with so you're, Dumbledore. You're saying that uh, the, the the Dursleys are unexpected? No, like the intro for the Dursleys are unexpected because in the movies it's just Dumbledore. They were pairing Harry Potter to go to the Dursleys. Oh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was say, he's saying basically that he, he was... They didn't expect that it was about the Dudleys first because mm-hmm. in the movies it was Dumbledore right away. Yeah. yeah. When when yeah. I was reading the book, I was, I'm, I was like kind of thinking how the you know the readers would feel about reading about the Dursley because they're the mm-hmm. first people that were introduced in the book. Mm-hmm. And but it was done in in a way that you'd be interested. Right. Uh, because there's, there's something something's wrong already the way they they they're kind of hating on you know, the weird things. Yeah. Things that they can't explain. I think the casting, though, for the movie was spot on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As far as, like... Especially with the description. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, comparing the two, I think they did pretty good on that. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, in the, like, the Darsleys, they described as the, you know... They're just plain and ordinary, and they're normal. Well, they think they're normal. Normal, what to do? They, yeah, uh, they, 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 they try to keep as normal as possible, mm-hmm. and they did mention. Which is not that fun. No, that doesn't yeah. mean that it's fun, but maybe to them it is, because you know people have different personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did mention <clears throat> about. The Potters, which um, Mrs. Potter is Mrs. Dudley's sister, um, and that the Potters are the most undarsleyish ever. Like they're the complete opposite of what the Darcys are. Mm-hmm. So I like that they didn't give away right away that the Potters were wizards and witches. You know, like yeah. that they're of magic. I yeah. like that they dare to say. Oh, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Like I think, opposite. I think that the, that um, that the author is kind of preparing us readers um, on what kind of environment Harry Potter is going to live in. Exactly. Like you he would, did a fantastic you know, job. yeah. It's like you already know, like what kind of you know trouble he's gonna get into. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then now, Mister Darsley Vernon. Um, went to work, but before he went to work on the drive out of, um, I keep Privet Drive. Up, Privet, Privet Drive? Mm-hmm. Privet Drive, yeah. He sees a weird-looking cat. Oh. Reading the maps. Oh, yeah. Okay, we all know who that cat is. Yeah. <laughs> but for them. those of you that, that are just starting to read the book and don't know who the... No spoilers. Who, who I think the cat is. Was it revealed at this? It is. Chap- it, okay. Yeah, it is revealed okay. at, at, towards the end of the chapter. So we should all um, have, know now. Yeah. And the cat. The first time he saw the cat, the cat was holding a map. Which and he takes is a second strange. look. Which is yeah, it's totally strange. Like obviously, and then he. I don't think does, all cats hold maps. Not all cats hold maps at all. Was the cat holding the map or just reading it? 
Reading the map, I think. Yeah, reading the map. That's what I said. Because I'm well, thinking, like, how way, is he going to hold it? It's kind of weird, right? Mm -hmm. Having a map in front of a cat that's kind of, like, wide. And, and looking looking at the address, like, <laughs> kind of making sure that he's at the right place. Or she's at the right, right place. Well, not not at first, because, like, he'd take a second look, and then the map was gone. And he's like, okay, maybe I'm just, you know, mm -hmm. I just, it's just the sun glaring at my face or something like that. Even though it's, like, super gray and cloudy that day. Um, and then after that, he drives to work and he sees a lot of people wearing clothes. Um, and being set in the 90s, people don't wear cloaks anymore. <laughs> At least, I think, that people don't wear cloaks anymore. I, I, in the 90s, I was only... 1991, I was only four years old, so... So, so, so you're saying that, um that they used to wear cloaks back in the days in the yeah, they did. like what uh which um era era would that be oh like because i'm thinking does that mean that the wizards got kind of got stuck in that era <laughs> since they're still wearing them no i think it's just wizard fashion <laughs> I think so. it's kind of cool i would yeah. wear cloaks <laughs> Think of it, you're like casting a spell and all of a sudden your whole rogue just like Yeah, you can just disappear. Over. I never understood why they needed to wear cloaks like outside because like in Because they want to look hip and fashionable. <laughs> in the wizarding community it was yeah. game. Yeah, and, and at that time they're like pretty happy about that good news that they didn't right. hear about hoverboards yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Was... I don't think we got to watch Back to the Future, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Half-Bloods might, might have, or, like, Muggleborns might have watched Back to the Future. You never know. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Okay. Or so... they just tried to copy Darth Vader. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, oh. Yeah. But yeah, so everyone is wearing clothes, random, like, purple and green and, like, really odd-looking cloaks. And then Vernon just thinks that it's just the young people having weird fashion sense. Because hmm. for some reason, he thinks that's what the fashion is at that moment. Yeah, but we all know that he's just in denial. He is. He's definitely in denial. Why didn't he watch Back to the Future? He'll understand more about it. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. There wasn't clothes in back then. No, like, underst understand, like, what the youngsters are wearing. Ah, uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, with the cloaked people, he just kind of ignored it and went to work and yelled at people and made some phone calls. And then he, he went for lunch and went across the street. And then all of a sudden, he, he hears these two people wearing cloaks that they were talking about, the Potters and mm -hmm. Harry. So he kind of like Harry. freaks out. Mm -hmm. And there you can tell that he's he he started denying something because he, right. you know, he said like... like he, I'm not even sure if, yeah. if my nephew was Harry. It's like he could be Harold or something else. Or Harvey. Not his name. No, they apparently doesn't know. Well, they haven't seen them. He hasn't even seen the baby. So, he, and they don't get along very well. So, I doubt that he would even know what the baby's name would be. 
And so he's like, maybe that's not it. But deep inside him, he's kind of like, okay, that is super weird. Like, why would they be talking about it? Why would cloaked people, which I'm pretty sure in the back of his mind, he knows who those cloaked people are, mm. being exposed to what he knows about the potters. Yep. So, and then on the on the way back home, he uh, be, sees be- that. Before you continue, I just want to cut you off. Um, I don't understand. Do you guys understand like why they hated them so much? Who hated the, who? Uh, the Potters. Because they're why? Weird. Yeah, because they're weird. Just because well, of that. Yeah. Hmm. In in the I beginning, remember. what they they made it seem like was, um, they were they didn't like them because they were different. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, if I can remember correctly, but we'll probably get into that as we go along with the books. Um, what I felt like when I was reading, I don't remember which book it was, that um, Petunia, which is Mrs. Dud Darsley, um, was jealous of Lily because she has magic and her parents were so happy that there was they had a daughter with magic because like if you if you are a muggle and then you find out that your child has this gift obviously most most parents would be ecstatic mm-hmm. well there are gonna be parents that are like what is happening you're crazy or you're weird but the most parents I think would be ecstatic if any of their children have certain gifts mm-hmm. um, and that there will be a school willing to help their children to kind of so that, manage their magic. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear because I've never heard it from anywhere before. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that kind of explains it now. Because yeah. w- when, you, when you're just reading the, the book, like from the beginning, you can see how much, you know, hate they have for the potters. And, you know, just with the thought of, you know, of them makes them upset and stuff. Yeah. It's 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 definitely in the beginning they they just hated them because they're different. But later mm. on, I think from what I read anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on the way back to work, um, not to work, to back to their home. Um, they have supper, and Vernon asked Petunia. Oh, Petunia was saying how they had, you know, a normal day and she was spying on their neighbors and, Mm -hmm. you know, gossiping away. (laughs) And then Vernon all of a sudden asks Petunia if she's heard from her sister. Which kind of like, Petunia was kind of like, why are you asking me? Like, I haven't talked to her in ages. Uh, And then he asks, oh, what's, what's your nephew's name again? Was it Harold or something? And then he said, oh, it's Harry. So he found out that the child's name is Harry. So that's the beginning where I think he kind of like... I think that, he just kept it to himself. Basically. And in, yeah. in the in, while we were reading it too, he totally missed, and, as a, and their family too, they missed all the other weird sightings that happened um, in basically around UK, around London, I think, that, you know, there was, other than the cloak people, there were, like, 
owls flying everywhere. I'm assuming because the the wizarding community are trying to message mm-hmm. each other because there wasn't no cell phone back then. Oh There's no texting. Since when was there no? Since when there was what? What about <laughs> what about um? What was it called? MySpace. Did they use that? No, that wasn't in the nineties either. What? <laughs> no. What about that one messaging place? What are you talking about? Yahoo? Yeah. Messenger? No, that wasn't in the 90s either. I don't even remember in the 90s, like earlier on. I'm not going to say something. It's going to reveal my age. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they had, I don't think they had the uh, pagers at that time either. In the 90s? Like early 90s. I think pagers were more like mid 90s to late 90s. Mm -hmm. So at that time, Harry's already a teenager. But this was like, this was set actually in the 80s because both um, Harry and Dudley are still babies. Now why didn't they just ask Marty McFly to go to the future? Because Come on, Jack. <laughs> this is not well, back to the y- future. You're talking about a different book. <laughs> series. Star Wars? Different series. Okay. Okay, let's get back so, to... <laughs> with with uh, Dud- Dar- um, Dudley, Vernon... Um, realizing that the cloak people were talking about the Potters and Harry, he kind of like didn't tell her anything about what he heard. Um, just they just tried to like move on with their night and try to go to sleep, even though he he was having a hard time sleeping. He still managed, um, and that's when we get to the uh, what I call the cat, the put outer, and Hagrid. That's what I put my uh, heading for that topic is. Um, so we start with the cats sitting by their garden wall. Is that what it was? And then he, the cat was Defense. staring at a specific um, spot for like a really long time. And then all of a sudden something kind of like appeared from that spot. Anyone guess who it was? Cat. Professor. No. Oh, Dumbledore. That pop in the, that spot. Oh, Professor Dumbledore. Exactly. So that's where the movie begins, right? Where Professor Dumbledore comes in. Putting out lights. Yeah, putting out the lights, and then. That's not where going, it begins. Is that going where... to? Sorry. They showed a cat first, right? Didn't they? They did. In the yeah. movie. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. It was the yeah. cat first. The cat and then, and then um, Dumbledore, Dumbledore and then eventually coming in. So motorcycle. he takes out the put outer. At this time, it's called the put outer, but later on, he's called something else. Um, so he takes out all the light on the street and then goes towards the cat. And then, what in the movie we kind of assumed that. That they were expecting to meet each other there. But apparently, mm-hmm. on the book, Dumbledore was surprised that McGonagall was there. And he did mention, oh, fancy meeting you here, Professor McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so she was like... I guess this- um, she was there to stop Dumbledore from giving Harry to the, the Dursleys. 
or discouraged. I don't, I don't think well, they have a choice. Yeah, but I mean, Dumbledore explained it to her, and then eventually she agreed. I think she was just there to see it. Hmm? I, I think she was just there to see um, Harry being sent to his new family and uh, and to confirm also with, with Dumbledore what happened with the Potters. That's why she was there. Because she was when she talked to, to Dumbledore, she was like, is it true what happened to the Potters? And then he's like, yeah, unfortunately it did happen. Um, and the boy is alone, basically. Mm-hmm. So the reason why he said that she might be there to stop Dumbledore from giving Harry away to the Dursleys was because she said that, you know, like, you, you didn't mean that you that it's the Dursleys that you're giving the boy to. Uh, but then I realized she was also there to confirm something. Right. Which so, is... She said, um, where is it? What they're saying is that last night, Voldemort turned up in Godric's Hollow. He went to find the Potters. The rumor is that Lily and James Potter are, are, that they're dead. And Dumbledore bowed his head and Professor McGonagall gasped. But then at that point... We know that Harry and I mean not Harry, James and Lily were important in the wizarding community for Professor McGonagall and Professor Dumbledore to be like devastated that they're gone. Obviously, any death is bad, but mm-hmm. like obviously they're a, they're a bit more important because of what happened. Yeah. Well, this is a different world, so even their death is different exactly the way the way it happened um and then we keep going to basically professor mcgonagall and dumbledore at that point they didn't know why harry didn't die and how how voldemort kind of vanished and they were trying to figure it out, and they said that at this point we don't know, and we might never know. Um, and then McGonagall basically asked, "Who's gonna bring baby Harry here?" And then Dumbledore says Hagrid. that Hagrid is bringing Harry. And then she questioned that if you know if it's actually a smart this uh, move to trust Hagrid with Harry. Yeah, and and Hagrid, and then um, yeah, basically what she said was <laughs> this. Uh, this this part was actually in the movie. This exact line yeah. from both um, Dumbledore and the McGonagall. So McGonagall says, "You think it's wise to trust Hagrid with something as important as this?" And Dumbledore says, "I would trust Hagrid with my life." That's the exact quotes in the movie as as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. And then obviously this is also the first time that we hear about Hagrid. Um, so our, a lot a lot of our people are getting introduced in this first chapter with a, a lot of our main people, the, the Darcy's, which 
made a significant um, role in in Harry's growth as being humble, I guess, and yeah, not. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Though he was just, compelled to yeah, be humble. This is the reason why he's not. You know, he, his head isn't big that he's famous and he's this big shot that killed this really bad mm-hmm. wizard. So I think having Darcy's be the most normal muggles there are and that they're taking none of Harry's magic. They're not mm-hmm. encouraging Harry's magic. I think that made a big role of why Harry is down to earth. Yeah. Although we would far. learn about that um, sooner in the next chapter. Exactly. And then we also meet Professor McGonagall and Dumbledore and now Hagrid. Um, and then Hagrid comes along with baby Harry and this uh, flying bike. And Dumbledore asks, who, where is it from? And then he says, young Sirius Black lent it to me. I've got him, sir. Oh. So that's also our first official mention of our favorite godfather, mm-hmm. which is Sirius Black. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of questioned myself, like, why, like, because I'm, I'm trying to go back in time because the first, the second time that we heard about Sirius Black was when he's already in jail. Right. And I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. like, yeah, like, what, like, where, when was this when he mm-hmm. was still able to, to borrow some motorcycle from him if we put it in perspective if you guys remember what happened is Voldemort goes into Godric's Hollow in Harry's house with his parents and then fights them off and then basically by the time that it's too late where both Lily and and James are dead that's where Sirius Black came and he was already too late. Oh. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. in the way that they layered it in the books was different because we didn't know about Sirius being a friend of James and Lily yet. So yeah. according to the wizards at that time, because Warmtail, I keep forgetting, Peter Pettigrew, um, because he disappeared, they thought that Peter Pettigrew was the one that came to try to save Harry. Lily and James. Oh. And Sirius Black killed him because Sirius Black was helping Voldemort, where it's the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's how it is. <laughs> but we'll figure it out as we keep going. Okay, moving on. Okay, and then so that's the first mention of young Sirius Black. And then, where are we? Um, so basically, um, Dumbledore takes Harry and then puts him in either the doorstep mm-hmm. and puts a letter explaining of what happened. And he. This is also the first time that we saw the scar, the very popular scar. Oh, yes, the scar, yeah. Harry's scar. Um, and they said that it will be there forever. Mm-hmm. And then McGonagall even asked, like, can't you do anything? Can't you get rid of it? And Dumbledore said that even if he could, he wouldn't. Well, we're assuming that he can't because mm-hmm. he said even if he could, 
he wouldn't because it could be helpful um, to him. For what reason, I'm not sure. But well, he he mentioned about his own scar, which I was the perfect so map of huh? I find that so silly. <laughs> perfect map of the London Underground. <laughs> yeah. So now we find out that Harry has this scar, and it's shaped like a, a thunderbolt. And that it will be there forever, basically. Mm-hmm. And as as we um, end that chapter, we know now that people are, well, not people, the wizarding community were celebrating as the a young boy, a young boy lost his parents. It's it's kind of tragic. Like it's great for the wizarding community because now they are free from Voldemort. But at the same time, this poor child is, you know. An orphan now. Yeah. And also at the end of that chapter, the um, he couldn't know that at this very moment, people meeting in secret all over the country were holding up their glasses and saying the saying in hushed voices to Harry Potter, the boy who lived. And that's the end of that chapter. Hmm. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but did they ever mention uh, Harry's age at this time? Not exactly, just that he's a baby he's a, and that he's around Dudley's age. Okay. So most likely under one year old because he's, mm-hmm. like, he's still bundled in blankets and he's still like a tiny baby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of like staring at the beginning of the next chapter, you do have to realize that throughout that that um, growth, like throughout that 11, 10 years, 11 years or whatever, the Dudleys did still take care of Harry. Yep. You know, as a baby, you know, they can't just leave him around. They still had to feed him. and Exactly. So... Even though they they may have seen like they treated him bad, Harry's still alive because of him, of them, and that's true. He's not he's not completely alone because of him, of them. Is Jen still around? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just checking. Oh so, yeah, that's that's our first chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything that you want to talk about? Maybe a comparison with the with the movie, which we kind of touched on, in a way already. Just for the first chapter. Jed. Um. Yeah, there's nothing really to compare. Well, I think I mean, there there's some things I can compare, but I can't really mm-hmm. think of one. I okay. I maybe I'll start. Um. Now, you know, like every time I would read the book, there's a, an easy picture already that would yeah, come up in my head because I've seen the movie. Um, but I was just like wondering if we've never seen the movie before. I wonder if we would have the same picture, you know, with probably in a way. I think it would be kind of like a different feeling mm-hmm. if yeah, you see... Ball see them for uh, the first Ball time. Dumbledore right away instead of having the intro with the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. Dursleys. Yeah, it would be a different tone. 
I can, I'm kind of glad that I watched the movie. I got to watch the movie first. Because mm-hmm. it set up a lot of, like, I, I don't have to, like, imagine my own Harry. My, imagine my own Dumbledore. Like, mm-hmm. it's already there for me. Like, I already know what they look mm-hmm. like. And I wouldn't be disappointed with what I see in the movie because mm-hmm. I saw the movie first. Like, Do oh, you... that's what they look like to mm-hmm. me. And I guess in this chapter, uh, we didn't really see Harry yet. Like not his young boy, um, yeah, you know, self. Right. Yeah. Um, not the but, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, like actually, yeah. My next question would be: um, Do you think that um, they did a perfect, you know, job in Casting. choosing characters? Yeah. Casting. Casting. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. But did did you guys hear anything about the casting for Harry Potter? Yes. Now. Now or before for this from the movie? Yeah, from the for the movie. Yeah. No, I wasn't born yet. (laughs) In the movie? Yes. You weren't born yet. Well, anyway, I watched it. No, you were born when we watched it. But Mm -hmm. I, I did. I do have some tidbits on uh, regarding about the casting. Um. Well, not really. I forgot. I've forgotten about. Did he have how... to? Did he have to uh, audition? He did. Yes. Yeah, he did. All, all the, all all the, the kids had to. Okay. Audition. Okay. Funny thing is, I believe that Tom Felton, which played Draco Malfoy, actually auditioned for Harry Potter. Interesting. Yeah, but obviously he got casted as Malfoy, which is just as good. He's just perfect for the the role. Exactly, he's perfect. Um, and then um, Daniel Radcliffe, when he auditioned, um, he they weren't expecting it. Like he he I don't believe there he has um, like a big uh, background in acting. Uh, mm-hmm. But when he found out that when they, when he when he found out and his family found out that he was casted as. Um, Harry, the they were ecstatic. He was just, he was just overjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, All of them guess, were really big fans of the book. So. Yeah, the three. Yeah. I believe the three were huge fans of the book. Oh, but Harry? at the same time, he, they didn't realize how much of their childhood years would be spent on mm-hmm. the set of Harry Potter. So, so, so you're saying that uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe has been reading the book even before he yeah. started? Yeah. How old yeah. was he? You, uh, when he started, yeah, and I then, think it was about ten, eleven, something like that too. Like it was around the same age as Harry when they casted him. Okay, um, so and I then guess Hermione uh, is about a year younger mm-hmm. than Daniel and Rupert, mm-hmm. and then Tom Felton, I believe, is either a year or two years. I know Tom Felton is the same age as me, but he's a bit older than than Daniel and Emma and. Uh, Rupert. Yeah, I I wonder if the 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 character has. I almost want to ask them, like the the actors, if the characters had any effect in their own personality. If it kind of influenced them, but I mean, you know, because it seems like so. it. Yeah, probably not. Because now we see Daniel Radcliffe like. Yeah, do we? <laughs> very different from what Harry. Yeah, that's true. Was. I don't I think, think Harry Potter would anymore. do what he did. Though. I think he's like Sherlock now. Yeah. What? I think he's what like. Wasn't he doing a Sherlock? 
I don't Sherlock? think he was doing Sherlock. He was doing Frankenstein last time. Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah. But he wasn't Frankenstein. He was Igor. Oh. He was the helper of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Which is just as good. I think the I saw the trailer was pretty good. Um, but yeah, definitely, Emma. Emma is obviously our Hermione. She just grew up to be this fantastic woman that every young girl can look up to. I think. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I'm say I'm not saying that the uh, the other two, um, like Rupert and Daniel, aren't people to look up. I to I feel to. I feel like Emma Emma Watson is the closest to her character in real life. In real life. Almost, yeah. I don't know about Rupert. Rupert is very... Uh, I haven't heard anything about him after that. Oh, very uh, Rupert, on the down low. Rupert, um, there's a story about him. After Harry Potter ended, mm-hmm. what, he de- what he decided to do was buy an ice cream truck. <laughs> really? Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, and what he did was uh, he gave free... He, he, he basically gave free ice cream to all people or kids. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who's this guy that helped in the end? He became like a model, but he looked oh, like awkward. Ne- um, Neville. Neville, uh, oh, yeah. long bottom. Oh, I forgot his name. I keep forgetting his name. I just know. Oh, like Neville. the real name. Can you guys find it? Okay. Hold on. I think I'll find it faster. I'm already at this. Who played Neville? In Harry Potter. Neville is Matthew played by... Lewis. Matt, yes. There yep. we go. There you go. He, he definitely <laughs> changed. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, so I did think they did a fantastic job casting mm-hmm. our oh, yeah, characters. Um, speaking of, like, when you said they spent most of their childhood on the set of Harry Potter. I remember reading this thing earlier today. Um, it was an interview uh, on Daniel. Mm-hmm. And the reporter asked, so Daniel, did you watch Star Wars or any big other big series while you were growing up? He said no. And then the, the reporter left. And then he was basically saying that he spent most of his life on the um, set on Harry Hogwarts. Potter. Yeah. Yeah, on Hogwarts. So he, he, he literally grew up in Hogwarts. <laughs> so he can't really watch any other series. Yeah. Like, imagine the time that they've spent there. They yeah. definitely spent a lot of time in there. Do you guys know if they were able to go to school? They did. Yeah, they did. Kind of like home, homeschooling or yeah. set schooling or whatever that is. Usually when it's like um, a production, like a TV show or a movie, they have an on-set school there. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Like they have tutors and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a very rare, especially in Hollywood, to have like the children, like child child actor actors and actresses, um, to be in normal school because of their situation. Because they're always filming. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's best to have the school at the studio. Exactly. So yeah. they the educa- education was still there. It's just not normal, like you know, in in an actual school building with actual people, like actual other. The students yeah. would be the the same students that are in the set, <laughs> most likely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
I guess it's been long enough for this podcast. Yeah, so time to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys have any sp- special part of that first chapter that you uh, specifically liked? No, not really. The saying goodbye? Really. Yeah. It's still, it's still pretty early on, so yeah. it's not really, you know... Well, I like the the in the movie. I like the the scene where it was nighttime and uh, Dumbledore was putting out the lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's cool. it's it, yeah, it's very like calming for me to see that. Mm-hmm.